Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 215 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. Hello. <laughs> you sound great. I I am present. He's present. I'm here. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm playing hurt today. Yes. Ugh. Everyone always talks about like the flu, and and I I'm one of those annoying people who does not get sick very frequently. I have gotten sick. <laughs> it has happened. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm on the as before I started recording. I'm on the back end now, where like I can I'm a human, but everything's breaking up in my chest, so I sound like this. Um, we were going to do a different episode today that would have involved a lot of talking, a lot of talking and more research. Um, neither of which I wanted to do today. So instead, what did you do? So we have Nancy Pearl on our good friend, Nancy Pearl. She's been on a couple of times and this time she is offering up some book picks for, um, the coming months, um, books that she is excited that she's read and is super excited about. So I was looking at book recommendations from Nancy Pearl. Anytime we can have an emergency podcast that's America's librarian, it's nice to have in the back pocket. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like anytime, like if we needed an emergency like romance thing, like it's cool to be like, oh, we'll just call Penny Reed. Like right. it's cool to have these little friends that we've we got do. now. Yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you, Nancy. You didn't know at the time that you'd be saving my life. Thanks, Nancy. But yeah. Um, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ProBookNerds, and they can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. I bet if people emailed us asking Nancy for book recommendations, we could email Nancy and she'd respond. I'm not going to volunteer Nancy for I'm not going to volunteer her, but I'm just saying if someone's like, hey, ask Nancy about this, I bet I bet she'd respond to us. And then we're not going to give other people Nancy's email, but I'm just saying, like, we could probably... Set up a lot of expectations there, Adam. I know. Sorry. Guys, I'm all loopy. I'm on a lot of medicine. Um, anything else you think people should know? I think that's everything. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Nancy. You saved my life. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Nancy Pearl and Jill on the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. It's Jill, and with me today we have our friend Nancy Pearl back to talk about some um, books she's been reading and is excited to share. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you, Jill. It's great to be with you guys. So what have you been reading recently that you're really excited about? Well, there are a couple of books coming out later this spring. I think we can talk about it as being spring almost. I think so. Uh, <laughs> and the first one is... One in a long series of books, it's by Philip Kerr, and it's one of the Bernie Gunther books. And um, Bernie Gunther is a policeman whose career spans, German policeman, whose career spans World War One and World War Two. And this one I thought was, I'm not the hugest fan of them, I've never been the hugest fan, um, but I do enjoy some of them. And then I picked up the new one, 
which is coming out uh, next month, called Greeks Bearing Gifts. And I just, I, I just loved it. I don't know if I loved it because it was set um, in Greece, partially, and I was in Greece over Christmas and New Year's, but it was, um, the thing about, about the Bernie Gunther books is that he's not, um, he's done some not good things in his life as a policeman, and he's had to work with um, uh, the Nazis. Um, and in this book, he's really sort of dropped out of his old life and tried to live a new life and then gets caught back up in in um, in his old job. And I just thought it was wonderful. And it's one of those books, even though it's fiction, where I learned so much about World War II and especially what was happening in um, in Greece and um, the way the Nazis took over the country and the way they treated um, the Jewish citizens of Greece. So not a happy book, but certainly one that um, where the where where good prevails in the end. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Nice and thick and just the kind of mystery that you would like. Okay. <laughs> and next up. Next up is a novel called Our Homesick Songs by Emma Hooper. And Emma Hooper wrote a novel that was on my list of best books the year it came out, which was a couple of years ago. Emma and Etta, sorry, Etta and Otto and Russell and James. Did you read that book, Jill? I did not, but the title sounds really familiar. Well, it is really, that book is just, just wonderful. Um, about three friends from, for years and years and years and, Set after World War One, and the the um, the husband has been to the war and come home. They live on a farm in Canada, in the prairies, and and the woman who is now approaching eighty or in her eighties um, really regrets that her husband has had all of these adventures and she has never even seen the sea. So she decides in that book. And uh, uh, Etta decides that she's going to walk to the ocean. And this is what happens when she does. So it's just wonderful. It's the kind of book, somebody was just talking about it, and, and, and she said, you know, she still expects to run into those characters somewhere. Hmm. So wonderful. But the new <laughs> book is, is just even better, uh, if it Okay. <laughs> I think. So our homesick songs is set in Newfoundland and it's set in um it it's set in a small town that is really um unable to to continue. It's unable to it's unable to um the it, the government the Canadian government is buying out these small towns and because they're going to be swamped by water oh. I and mean, they're unsustainable and so they're buying them out and you know the fishing industry has died and, or is at its very last legs people can't support themselves so the government is moving people out of the fishing village and this is about a family um, a father a mother 
and um, a, a, a girl, young teenager, and her younger brother, and what happens in the face of that. And, and just wonderful writing. You just really, as in her first book, you get to know these characters so well. And the book goes back and forth a little bit, so we learn the parents' story. Hmm. And, and then especially we focus on the kids and what life is like for them. It's hard to believe it's, you know, current. Yeah. Because they're living in such, so differently from the way we're living. Um, but, oh, so, so, so wonderful. I just adored this book. I'm going to have to get that. That sounds really, really good. Yeah, yeah. If you like good writing and good characters, this is a book for you. Okay. Um, anything else? I do. I have two more. Okay. That's okay. Go right ahead, please. Okay. So the next book is the second in a series um, of mysteries by a man named Aber Mukherjee. Um, the first book was called A Rising Man, and the second book that's coming out in, um, when is it coming out? Oh, in April as well, next month, okay. is written by um, an, an Indian, a British Indian, and he has, he's, the, so the first book, A Rising Man, introduces the characters, and the main character is a man named Sam, Sam Treadway. It's set in 1919. The books are set in 1919 in Calcutta, India. Sam is a veteran of World War One, and he's lost everything in World War One, as many of the, the British characters did, British men who fought in the war did. Not only his friends, not only his brother uh, was killed in the war, but when he gets home, he learns that his fiance has died of flu. So he decides to join the newly formed Indian police force um, run by Brits, who, of course, run India at that time. It's, let's see, 38 years, 28 years before it, in 1947 when India receives independence. Um, and this book, the second book is, um, it, so in, let me just say the, the brief plot of the first book is that it, when he goes to India, he's introduced to his uh, sergeant, Sergeant Banerjee, who's known as, uh, to everyone as Surrender Not, Surrender Not Banerjee. Um, Sergeant Banerjee is Indian, who is better educated than Sam is because with upper class Indians, uh, their family sent them to England to, um, Harrow or Eton and then on to Oxbridge schools. Mm -hmm. So Surrender Not has come back to India, uh, part of the police force. He's called Surrender Not because, um, the, the British can't pronounce his Indian name, which sounds slightly like Surrender Not, but, huh. um, that's also, I think, a comment on Absolutely, yes. <laughs> on, on the political, <laughs> on everything, on the political uh, situation. So in the first one, Sam is, his first case uh, that he and, and Sergeant Banerjee have to solve, um, uh, a white official is, a British official is found dead in a not-so-great part of town and stuffed in the murder victim's mouth is a piece of paper that says, British out of India. So obviously there are political 
um, ramifications here. So, so what I love about these books, first of all, I'm a sucker for anything said in India. <laughs> but, you know, secondly, these are so witty and so, um, they're, they're, they're interestingly ironic. So you have a Scots Indian writer, the author, Mukherjee, writing from the point of view of a white officer in India, Calcutta, in 1919. And it's a, it, it's the first person, you know, the point of view is indeed Sam, it's so you know he's he's, he's he tells the story. It's as my fifth grade teacher used to say, an I book. Um, he tells the story. So so here you get this Indian speaking, the Scots Indian putting words into the mouth of a white officer, commenting on Indian white Indian British relations in India. So you know he he he's because of the, who the author is or the, the uh, you know the author's background as a Scots Indian, he gets to say things that from a, a Caucasian author would probably wouldn't be acceptable, and um, I, you just again like in the Bernie Gunther novel, the Philip Kerr novel starring Bernie Gunther, you just learn a lot, and I love that. I, 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 you know, my contention is we learn so much, even from fiction. So that's interesting on the, the perspective and the narrator, because you usually, you know, it would be the opposite. Like you said, like, a you know, a white Caucasian writer writing about a yep. different culture. That's. Yep. Yep. Um, I just, um, and it's, there's very funny lines about this. Um, you know, the the uh, Sam is writing about his his feelings about an Indian prince, and he says um, he says there's something inherently untrustworthy about a man who knows how to dance, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just great. So that was the, that's um, I think that's. Well, these three books are books that I really, really enjoyed. And, um, oh, this is, here's another good quote from it. Um, so here, here Sam is talking to, um, the Maharani, the woman who is the first wife of, um, the Maharaja. And, um, they're, they're, they, they are, investigating who killed her son, their son, their oldest son, who was about to inherit the kingdom. And he said, um, I had the odd feeling that the old woman was somehow toying with me. Mysticism made me uncomfortable, and Indian mysticism was the worst of all. Indians had finessed it to such a degree that even as you dismiss their nonsense, the look of serene superiority on their faces meant that a part of you always felt that maybe their mumbo-jumbo was right all along. <laughs> Isn't that great? That is. That's I mean, good. Just, just really interesting. And the last book um, is uh, taking you, I'm, I'm moving up to the present, almost the present, the 1980s, um, to Chicago, and it's called The Great Believers. This doesn't come out till June, so okay. I'm kind 
count down the days so you can get it. <laughs> As it's so wonderful. The Great Believers, it's written by a novelist uh, named Rebecca Mackay, M-A-K-K-A-I. I'm guessing at the pronunciation. I'm, I read her, her, just her most previous book, most recent book, which is called The Hundred Year House, uh, which I absolutely loved. And it's the story of going backward in time um, of the people who live in this one particular house. Oh, and okay. It really, uh, fiction as well, but oh my gosh, it's, it's just wonderful. So in this book, The Great Believers, um, it's the story of the devastation of AIDS among a group of gay men in Chicago. And I have to say, I've read so much fiction and nonfiction about AIDS in in San Francisco. Right. Um, that I didn't when I found out that was the book. That's what the plot was. I'm not sure. I felt like I don't think I can take it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you know we've been there. We've been there. And then I started reading it and got. But I thought it's Chicago. You know, we don't know anything about AIDS in Chicago or these people, I mean, you know, that she's invented. And then I started reading it, and I was just so taken by it. Um, she introduces such an interesting cast of characters, and um, the main character being um, a, a young, youngish gay man, uh, who is living with his boyfriend and their friends are dying one by one. And the other main character is the sister of one of the victims. Hmm. And so their lives are pretty paralleled. Um, you know, we learn about what happens to them over the next 20 years. Oh, wow. And, um, God, I loved it. I loved it, Bill. <laughs> it is so good. It's so nicely written. And you're just plopped back in that world. Um, and you just come to care about these people so much. Um, and that, yeah, and that nobody, nobody can escape. Mm-hmm. Nobody can escape at all. Um, and there's a beautiful, it's too long to read, it's too long for me to read to you, but there's, um, when one of the characters gets a diagnosis um, of, of AIDS, um, he, there's a list of things that he will, that, and he knows that he's going to die. He, there's a list of things that he wishes he could see before he dies or he, that he wishes he would have the time to experience. Mm-hmm. And I just, when I finish this book, I don't usually cry at books, um, but I just wept at the end of this book. And, uh, and that, that, you know, that at my great age, it would elicit <laughs> <laughs> my old age, it would elicit those kinds of feelings um, was just so splendid. I this is I love this book. I just absolutely loved it. Those all sound really good. Thank you, Nancy, for your recommendations. Oh, you are very welcome.
I love talking to you. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.